0: Please welcome our hosts, Pastor Nick Plummer and Ryan Cabrera.
1: Shalom, everybody, and welcome to Christians with Torah, the Bait Tehillah Community Podcast. I'm your co-host, Ryan Cabrera, and I am here in Studio B with the Pastor Nick Plummer. That's right, Studio B. Studio... I can't do B with a hand motion. Forget forget the B. Just say B. Just say B. B. So... Uh, what an exciting time of year. We are in the 10 days of all as we speak. We had Yom Teruah, and now we are heading towards Yom Kippur. And the season of Teshuvah, which began on Elul 1 and ends on Yom Kippur, is coming to a close, right? They say on Yom. Uh, Terua, that the gates are opened the books are opened That's right, right. Uh, prophetically we believe right that Yeshua will return and that the you know he'll he'll open the book and he's gonna be making his list and checking it twice and then on Yom Kippur it closes amen That's right it closes and so we uh, we have a service coming up on tomorrow night I can stop we can stop no we're,
0: we're good oh we're good let's go <laughs> keep going. All right, keep going. I got a mikvah to do. All right,
1: so. Mikvas. Um So tomorrow is our Yom Kippur service. That's right, 7 o'clock. 7 o'clock. And, um... Everybody's encouraged to wear white. We're going to be uh, praying for corporate forgiveness, right? So uh, a lot of these things that we do are focused on the individual, individual prayer, individual salvation, individual repentance, and all these things. Um, But there are things that we as a group, right? Decisions that we've made, things that we have done. And this is for the future, the next year. That's right. And so we are preparing our hearts for the future. Amen. So today, what I think is a very fitting Torah portion to be studying right now, is Azinu, give ear. And this is also the Song of Moses. And so this is found in the book of Deuteronomy, starting uh, chapter 32
0: in verse 1 and ending at the end of chapter 32 at verse 52. Awesome. Azinu, give ear. The Song of Moses, yes. the uh, Deuteronomy is a book of remembrance as we close this thing out pretty soon here. We only got two chapters left. Um. But it's broken up into four parts. Once again, just to remind everyone that Remembrances of the Past, chapters 1 through 4. And then, of course, Commandments for the Present, which is part 2, is chapter 4, verse 44, all the way through chapter 26. So, once again, Commandments for the Present. And then uh, chapters 27 to 30, Options Affecting the Future. Ooh, the future. And then, of course, last but not least, the fourth part is the Parting Words of Moses chapters 31 through 34 and we are in 32 uh five key words found are remember obey blessing curse and covenant so these are the last words of a dying man ryan that are so important they are so important uh from moses to state this case and to make it relevant and also you know uh in exodus uh, 19 at mount sinai they were given the the marriage covenant the mosaic covenant and everything and uh um, the interesting thing is that when you look at Deuteronomy, it's like he's repeating himself oh, yeah. in regards to the Torah and the covenant to oh, yeah. a new generation that's going to go into the land. So let's go ahead. And if you could read, uh, Ryan, let's check out, uh, Deuteronomy chapter 32 verses one through nine. Let's read those verses.
1: All right. It says, give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. My doctrine shall dot." Drop as the rain, my speech shall distill as the dew, as the small rain upon the tender herb, and as the showers upon the grass. Because I will publish the name of the Lord, ascribe ye greatness unto our God. He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment, a God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. They have corrupted themselves, their spot is not the spot of his children, they are a perverse and crooked generation. Do ye thus requite the Lord, O foolish people and unwise? Is not he thy father that hath bought thee? Hath Hath he not made thee and established thee? Remember the days of old. Consider the years of many generations. Ask thy father, and he will show thee. Thy elders, and they will tell thee. When the Most High divided to the nations their inheritance, when he separated the sons of Adam, he set the bounds of the people according to the number of the children of Israel. For the Lord's portion is his people. Jacob is the lot of his inheritance. Good reading there. Yeah, that's good stuff. So what is chapter 32 about? So chapter 32 is the Song of Moses or Moses' Song.
0: Mm-hmm. Interesting.
1: You know, and it starts here, if, if you really want to wanna jump into this, it says here, starting in actually verse 28 from the last Torah portion in chapter 31, it's, uh, this is kind of the, the setup for the Song of Moses. It says, Gather unto me the elders of your tribes and your officers, that I may speak these words in their ears and call heaven and earth to record against them. For I know after my death, you know, whatever. But, but then it starts out the Song of Moses and it says, Give ear, O ye heavens, and I will speak and hear, O earth, the words of my mouth. So he's saying, hey, listen, I'm going to record against you. He's speaking to the elders of Israel, teaching them this song so that they would remember and not do the thing that he's prophesying. That but they let me ask do.
0: you this, though. What about Moses' song in Exodus 15? That's mm. actually the cross reference. Right. Because if we go into Revelation 15:3, and they sing the song of Moses, the servant of God, and the song of the Lamb sang, Great and marvelous are thy works, Lord God Almighty. Just and true are thy ways, thou King of saints. Mm. So, and they sing the song of Moses. The cost reference is actually found uh, in Exodus 15. 1. Then sang Moses and the children of Israel this song unto the Lord, and spake, saying, I will sing unto the Lord, for he hath triumphed gloriously. The horse and his rider hath he thrown into the sea. Right. So maybe that's the reference, the Song of Moses, is that Song of Deliverance. But at the same time, the Song of Moses, the Servant of God, and the Song of the Lamb, right? because it would make sense that it would come from 15. Right, I agree perhaps, with that. Perhaps Deuteronomy 32 is a song for them to remember, right?
1: Well, I think it's a teaching tool. It's a teaching tool. So the
0: first song of Moses is a song
1: of praise as well as a remembrance, a memorial for the victory that God gave them over the Egyptians. Whereas this one is a teaching tool to prevent them from making mistakes, right?
0: Now, it says here in Deuteronomy 32, verse 4... He is the rock, his work is perfect, for all his ways are judgment. A God of truth and without iniquity, just and right is he. I find Amen. it interesting that he is the rock. So God is referenced, or Hashem is referenced as the rock. It says he is the rock, Say, And then, of course, it goes on to say, uh, God which made him and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation, in, right. in, in refer, reference to Jeshurun. But esteemed the rock of his salvation, that's two. Number three... Of the rock that begat thee, thee right here, art mindful and has forgotten God and formed thee. Of the rock that begat thee. Mm-hmm. So there he is, the rock again. Mm-hmm. That's three. And then we have uh, the rock again in the song. It says, except their rock had sold them and the Lord had shut them up. For their rock is not as our rock, even our enemies themselves being judges. And he shall say, where are their gods, their rock in whom they trusted. Mm. So the rock is mentioned one, two, three, four, five, six times. And and what comes to my mind is Israel became a a a state in May for on May fourteenth, nineteen forty eight, towards the end of this declaration of independence for Israel, the first Prime Minister, David Ben Gurion, said this placing our trust in the rock of Israel. Oh, hallelujah. We affix our signatures to this proclamation at this session of the provisional council of state on the soil of the homeland in the city of Tel Aviv on this Sabbath Eve, the fifth day of Eeyore, 5708, 14th of May, 1948. And so this country of Israel was founded again during the counting of the Omer. Yes. And then of course we look back at, uh, the reunification of the city of Jerusalem on uh, the Six Day War during the counting of the Omer. So, placing our trust in the Rock of Israel—that's that's pretty cool. That is cool. So there you go. There you have the uh, the reference to Hashem being the Rock. You know, so
1: there's two New Testament references here in the beginning. Uh, one of which talks about heaven and earth being a witness, right? And so he talks about heaven and earth being a witness several times about it being a witness against you, a witness against you, to, to know that—and that, even Paul, or maybe it was Peter, talked about how you know, God leaves even the nations without excuse because they can look around and they can see his handiwork in heaven and, and earth. Right. And, and, and whether they believe or not is, is, is up to them. But Jesus says this in Matthew five seventeen and 18. He says this. He says, Think not that I have come to destroy the law or the prophets, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. For verily I say unto you, till heaven and earth pass, one jot or one tittle shall in no wise pass from the law till all be fulfilled. And so, heaven and earth are still the witness to this day of of the Song of Moses, of the, the book of the law that God gave, all through this. Even Yeshua references heaven and earth because what are the witnesses to the law? Heaven and earth. And so it just makes sense that that um, that he would reference that but I like seeing it because I love it when there's like a thread that you can pull through Scripture
0: so heaven and earth are the two witnesses
1: right heaven and earth are the two witnesses Um, all right and so then um, last but not least you mentioned that he mentioned the rock was it six times just in the Song of Moses yeah okay and then Interestingly enough, David Ben-Gurion on May 14th, 1948, when he's proclaiming the independence of the state of Israel, he's saying that they're putting their trust in the rock of Israel. Amen. And so here's what it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Get this. It says, Moreover, brethren, I would not that ye would be ignorant how our fathers, all our fathers, were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Now, obviously, the church in Corinth is a pagan group. He's saying our fathers. Oh, yeah. He likened to our father. Right. They're part of the family. And were all baptized unto Moses in the cloud and in the sea, and did all eat the same spiritual meat, and did all drink the same spiritual drink, for they drank of that spiritual rock that followed them, and that rock was Christ. He was the first rolling stone. Who is the rock of Israel? It's Yeshua. That's right. The chief cornerstone. So... I love it when I see things like that because we're just so this close. You know what I mean? We're just, we're just such a—the veil is so thin, you know, that it's just—it's coming. I just know it's
0: coming. The salvation of Israel is it's coming. It's getting intense. It is. It is. It's heating up. <laughs> heating it's getting up. intense out there. You know, it's heating like the, the culture and the times we're living, you want to get along with God now. Oh, yeah. You want to break away from society and not do what they're doing. For sure. What did Moses tell the people to remember? The days of old. The days of old days of old what is the Lord's portion and inheritance
1: uh, the Lord's portion and his inheritance are uh, his people and his inheritance is
0: Jacob you know he, he, he was bringing his people into the land of Israel to get rid of the bad inhabitants right the squatters right the bad renters you know the loiterers the ones that were not serving the one true God yeah now who do you think's behind getting other people to serve other gods but demons, fallen angels. Oh, for sure. Worshipping demons without a doubt. So as long as you don't, you know, worship Yahweh, you know, they're not going to mess with you. But once you start worshiping Yahweh, then they want to come at you. They want to come towards you. Right. So why then
1: does he say to remember the days of old? What's the what's the idea there?
0: It's the Torah remember what was given to you remember right. what was instructed to you that's so, what I like
1: I, I like it too here here's here's what says remember the days of old consider the years of many generations ask thy father and he will show thee thy elders and they will tell thee when the Most High divided the nations their inheritance which meaning the stories and the law the people that have gray hair right They've already been through a lot of... There's nothing new under the sun, so to speak, right? We may have this technology or that technology, but it's all... It's all... Has been... And will be. And so the cool part here is, though, that it's not... It's God commands, right, to teach your children when you walk by the way, when you sit in your house, all that things, right, that you should always be teaching. But as an adult, it appears here that God is putting the onus also on the individual to ask. So... It says, "Remember the days of all." But how are you going to remember? Well, you have to go and ask. So right. you need to go and seek the counsel of the people <clears throat> that have already been where you want to go, or else you're going to, you know, fail and make the same mistakes that the people that came before you made. That's
0: true. And the idea is to avoid those mistakes. Amen. That's right. So, what bird is the Lord likened to that bore the people on feathered wings? An eagle. An eagle. An eagle. It's the what is is the eagle the uh, the greatest bird?
1: Yeah, somebody was the saying fouls. the American bald eagle, and then I was like, I, I don't know.
0: But still, I mean, an eagle, right? Yeah. It's interesting. Benjamin Franklin, had, had if he had his way, the national bird would have been a turkey. Mm. Not good. <laughs> so, dealing with the uh, names of birds and his people, and what is another name given to the children of Israel? Jeshurun. That's right. It means upright. It does. Now, if you look at first, second, and third place, first place is Jeshurun. Why don't you read that verse, thirty-two, fifteen? Thirty-two,
1: fifteen It says, But Jeshurun waxed fat and kicked. Thou art waxen and fat, thou art grown thick, thou art covered with fatness. Then he forsook God, which made him, and lightly esteemed the rock of his salvation.
0: Interesting. Why don't you read Deuteronomy thirty-three five? All right, thirty-three five
1: says, and he was, uh, and he was king in Jeshurun when the heads of the people and the tribes of Israel were gathered together.
0: So Jeshurun is first place. Israel second place. Mm-hmm. Third place is Jacob. Right. So when you when you hear Jacob, it's like a supplanter, a schemer, a you know get by kind of guy, deceiver. Right. But when you when you're called Israel, it's a prevailing prince, co ruler with God. But Jeshuan is above all that. It's upright. Right, right. Like you're perfect. It's right where you need to be. Doing what you're doing, Jeshuan.
1: So it's like Jacob could be the flesh, right? Right. Israel could be the soul,
0: and Jeshurun could be the spirit. Could be something like that. That sounds very interesting. Yeah. To liken it like that, you know. Um. Well, because our spirit may be upright,
1: right? We may be right with right. God. Right. But you know we might be turning to the left or to the right. So what
0: did Jeshuan do after he grew fat? He forsook God. So he forsook God. Prosperity. Uh, assimilation. So bad. Think about it. our own worst enemy is our freedom. Yeah. We just don't make good choices.
1: You know, it's funny. Mm-hmm. I was, um, I was, I had seen some some services. You know, that were, I would say, prosperity leaning. You know, and I'm not. Um, I believe that God's people... Blessings for obedience. Right? I believe there's blessings for obedience. I believe that there's blessings for stewardship, that God gives us the keys, right? He gives us the tools. Right. And that when we apply them he and we us use the them... gives us the ability
0: to create wealth. Then he'll give us wealth.
1: Amen. And that, and then wealth is a tool, right? So I'm not against any right. of those things. But... You know, yeah, that's good. But w- what, I, what I saw was, um, you know, just people that want wealth for the wrong reasons, right? If you put your emphasis on the gaining of wealth, like, I want the will of God, I want the favor of God. Right. Because the favor of God may be to prevent wealth, to prevent the growing fat, right? right? And falling into the same thing that Jeshurun falls into in this verse. But then there also may be a way that God is teaching and training us, and then the wealth comes as a a product of stewardship and through the training that God's giving us. That's
0: true, too. You know, are we using our resources for, for his glory, for his kingdom? Right. To make the world a better place. Um, in Hosea 4-7, it says this, as they were increased, so they sinned against me. Ugh. Therefore, will I change their glory into shame in, in Hosea 4-7. As they were increased, so they sinned. Look at America. I, I mean, mean, look at the, yeah. I mean, look at some of these movie stars and and people that, and what they're doing with their wealth and their money. Ugh. Just promoting you know- debauching. hedonism right de hedonism awful. um what two emotions did God show after his people worship strange gods, jealousy and anger? think about it, a jealous god and uh and if I'm not mistaken, I do believe it was Oprah Winfrey was like she had a hard time with that, that yeah, I how could that. God be jealous? I mean that's public record. Well, she was she was saying in that quote like God was
1: jealous of me, and it's like no lady jealous. God's not jealous of you. No. So, you know, we can't <laughs>
0: twist these things. You know, we're yeah. made in his image. Like I said, God wants you to participate. For those of you that are listening to this or watching this, God just wants you to participate in what he's doing in the earth. Right. And to be righteous children. Right. Desire to do what is right, do what is right, you know. And, uh, and then that way, you know, you have faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Right. And so I, I can't say it enough. Even here at Beit Tahila, practice your faith. Right. So why do we want to run off you know, and go do our own thing when we can spend time with him. And sometimes he puts you in situations where you you need to go to him, which is a good thing. And that's the good news. The Lord said he would scatter his people into corners because of their disobedience. Boy, ain't that the truth.
1: Well, and it's it's frustrating. Um, You know, we are sitting where we are today, right? Um, Which there's a longer, bigger story to this, but... In exile, right? We could be part of the kingdom um, of Israel, right? In the land with the king of Israel on the throne, you know, um, in a physical manifested way and in a glorious way. But our forefathers did something different, chose differently. And so
0: if Israel's a state, no longer would he scatter them. Right, I no, mean, that's exactly if right. If we look at this verse here, I'll show you. I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, This particular reference here. I'll find it. It's right here. Now, he said that he would scatter them.
1: You know, while you're looking... Uh, First Peter starts out like this: It says, "Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia,
0: elect according to the knowledge of God." You know, once they became a nation again in 1948, Israel. It says here in Amos 9:15, "And I will plant them upon their land, and they shall be no more." Be pulled up out of their land, which I have given them, Amen. saith the Lord thy God. Come on. So that's good news. Now wait,
1: now Amos is a prophet to who?
0: The northern kingdom. What?
1: Famous Amos, he made cookies too. Check this out. Jealousy this is name. the epistle of James. James starts out by saying this. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ. James one. To the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad. Greeting. You know, and it, it's just funny because I, I mean, I can just flip through epistles one right after the other and you just read the openings and you're like, who are these written to? And then you're like, wait a second to
0: the, to those scattered abroad, to the 12 tribes I mean, scattered? i to restore to the, the fallen booth of David. Come I mean, on, it's somebody. all there. So I love this one. Uh, Deuteronomy thirty-two thirty-five. Vengeance belongs to the Lord. There you go. It does. So, so, you know, what is that saying? Don't get mad. Get even. <laughs> Not good.
1: Well, and, and I think this is a very difficult thing for people to, uh, I mean, this is a true, true trusting in God and in his righteousness and in his justice, that if you are doing what you're supposed to be doing, making good decisions, right, avoiding sin. Wow. Right, look, that, look, are you ready for this? I am. Look I am. at this.
0: To me belongeth vengeance and recompense. Yes. Their foot shall slide in due time. For the day of their calamity is at hand that's right and the things that shall come upon them make haste that's why you never wish bad things on anyone that's right because guess what God will repay he's a he's a just God he he is full he is full of justice the Lord was going to judge his people you know when they say judgment begins with the house of God it means Mm -hmm. to render a decision or a verdict you know that you need to render it's not like something bad, if you think about it. If the church can't make good decisions, binding and loosing or whatever, then who's going to make that? How can judgment begin anywhere else but with the house of God? That's why if, when the gospel's watered down or whatever, then you're in trouble. Right.
1: Well, and he's talking about judging them for, you know, going astray and worshiping other gods. But here's what he says in verse 39. Check this out. Oh, wait, it's right here. Look at that. It's on my notes.
0: <laughs> yeah, take it over. <laughs>
1: it says, says, See now that I, even I am he, And there is no God with me. I kill and I make alive. I wound and I heal. Neither is there any that can deliver out of my hand. Wow. You know, Mike Cromwell last night, I was uh, in group with him, and he was talking about how the word other is never used in reference to God or the things of God. Now, the word is used in other places when it talks about other gods and things like that. Um, but never used in reference to God, and so you'll notice it says there's no God with me, right? Because it's not that there's no other God. It doesn't even use the word other, right? Um, in order to describe the
0: things that are related to him. I heard that the uh, the deep, deep root of the word evil means nothing. All right. So the word evil in this case the, was raw. The word raw. Right. I'm just saying that when you get down to the to the root of it, right. Because nothing. there really is not going to be evil eventually. Right. It'll mean nothing. Right. It'll come to nothing.
1: Well, ultimately, if, if God is a creator and everything was created by him and their job is to corrupt and to destroy, the ultimate end of evil is nothing. That's his goal. His goal right. is to destroy.
0: So who was the Lord going to avenge? The Lord was going to avenge the blood of his servants. So Revelation 6, 9, and 10 says, this is when the seven seals are opened. And when he had opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of them that were slain for the word of God and for the testimony which they held. And they cried with a loud voice, saying, How long, O Lord, holy and true, dost thou not judge and avenge our blood on them that dwell on the earth? Right. And remember, Abel's blood was crying
1: out. Right. Well, and there's a major contrast here. Um in the verse in, in uh, chapter 32, verse 43. Because it says, Rejoice, O ye nations, with his people, for he will avenge the blood of his servants and will render vengeance to his adversaries and will be merciful unto his land and unto his people. And so there's this contrast. If you're if you're not his land and his people, what then verse you, was that? This is, this is the verse we're talking about for 32, 43. It says, Rejoice, O ye nations, with his people, right? So you're either part of the group that's rejoicing with his his land and his nation and his people, or you're part of the adversaries now that he's
0: if we look at Joel out three verses one and two, Joel three, one and two, his land and his people. For behold, in those days and in that time when I shall bring again the captivity of Judah and Jerusalem, I will also gather all nations and will bring them down into the valley of Jehoshaphat. Will plead with them there for my people and for my heritage Israel, whom they have scattered among the nations, parted my land. Not good. So,
1: yeah. You would think that by the empirical evidence throughout history, right, that you can just put those direct, you know, correlations together, that the leaders of the world would just
0: recognize.
1: Well, if you think about all
0: (laughs) all the people that have come and gone throughout the centuries great or bad we were born for such a time as this amen so what are we going to do how are we going to respond what's god asking us to absolutely do for him that's in the word that can fulfill our lives and right. His purpose right that's the best thing yeah you know not achieving fame or fortune but obedience yeah if you actually do what he asks you to do he says well done good and faithful servant you know so that's my whole take on it at this point in life I mean, what treasure could be better than hearing what does those words the lord want to do through me yeah what better way now than to be the church to be righteous right to do what's right to support israel clean up your life yeah all right take it it's all uh, yours
1: all mine huh yes <laughs> let me see here all right so it says here the people and hoshea the son of nun which is joshua the ephraimite um, before they changed his name Heard the words of the song of Moses. So says the people and Joshua, because we knew Joshua from the last twelve portion is going to be the new leader of Israel. Wow. And so Moses commanded the children to observe the law through their parents' words. Do you believe that? it says here and he said to them set your hearts unto the words which i testify among you this day which ye shall command your children to observe to do all the words of this law because that what's the point the point is for it to not die with this generation it's to go on you know and on and on and on continuously that's the whole point um, in verse 47, I like this one. I'm going to read this one. It's not on the on the list here, but it says, For it is not a vain thing for you, because it is your life. And through this thing ye shall prolong your days in the land, whither ye go over uh, Jordan to possess it. And I love this because the whole point here is that God's will, who, who was talking about this the other day? I think it was Lars, about God's will over the land of Israel. This is his Land, And he says, okay, if you're going to be in the land, here's my rules, and this is how you operate in the land. That's good. Where the kingdom is, where his will is done. Right. And if you don't do his will, he kicks you out. That's right. And we've seen it time and time again all throughout history. And so he's saying it's not a vain thing to do this because it will prolong your life and the time you get to spend in the land, which is a great land. It's a good land. I've been there. It's a good land. Uh, Moses was told that he would die... Uh, on the mountain Abirim, unto Mount Nebo, which is the la- in the land of Moab. Um, so it gets kind of sad here at the end There's of the There's a chapter. transition. It is. It transitions from the song itself to, you know, God. Moses did his part. Right. Exactly. Moses has done it. Now he's telling them. Um, Aaron, Moses' brother, died on Mount Hor, and Moses was allowed to see the land, but not go into it.
0: Now, I got to go to Mount Nebo.
1: Which you could see a lot, right? I mean, when you. They have
0: a, a national park there.
1: I haven't been on Mount Nebo, but I've been on a Lan Marais where Abraham stood and looked out onto the land. And you can see for miles and miles and miles. And I was just in Colorado last week, and I I was on a mountain. And then from the mountain, I got up on a tower to do a zip line. And, man, from the top of that tower on that mountain, because you get above the tree line when you're on the tower. So, like, the, the trees obstruct your view anywhere you uh, are. I really don't want to hear that. It's <laughs> Listen, scary. Listen, I looked out there, and, I mean, now we're talking – forever you could just see forever and so when god puts these people on a mountain and says hey all this is yours guess what all that's abraham's all that's Isaac's. all that's jacob's it's the people of israel right it's it's the land and so i just i think about that and i'm like hey he was on the other side of the jordan looking at the land you know which you could probably from mount Nebo. can you see the mediterranean from there i don't think so i can see the dead sea and all that you can see the dead and sea the, the land, jordan yeah. valley obviously because
0: you're yeah, if you look where Mount Nebo is.
1: Yeah, so from Mount Nebo, you look out and you can see because the, there's a mountain range in the way, right? Yeah. And so you can't maybe see down in the valley, but I wonder if you yeah, could you, see. Yeah, you can see pretty far. You I think. You can see far, yeah. Yeah. It depends on a clear day, and the the cool thing is like at night you can look out and you can see the lights, right? And so you'll see like, hey, look over there's Jerusalem, over there's Tel Aviv, you know, and you kind of see from the uh, from the the view spots, you know, up on the mountains. So here's the big question, Pastor Nick, Pastor Neck, as my daughter calls you. Uh, what two lessons can be learned from the Torah portion Ha Azinu? Give a year, Deuteronomy thirty-two, one through fifty-two. From a consensus of Pastor Neck. Oh. Or do you want me to go while you're?
0: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just writing my thoughts down.
1: Okay, all right, I'll give my two, and then yeah. we'll come back, we'll circle back. <laughs> so my first one was that heaven and earth are still here today which means they're still witnesses to us today whether it's through the ways that they talk about in the new testament about hey look you see the creation of god you can see the beauty you can see the intricacy all the way down to the microscopic level and just the macro massive beauty from a, a macro level right you can see that god exists so we really have no excuse right or that hey heaven and earth are still there you know, God put the sun, moon, and stars in the sky for signs and for signals right. and for seasons and for days and for years, right? So that we would know his word and keep his Torah. That's right. And then my second one was, when things are going well, it's easy to get off track. That's good. So my suggestion is just like what Moses did with the Song of Moses. Put things in your life that keep you accountable, that at least keep you attaining to the ultimate goal, right? Keeping your vision clear, that your eyes in the right place. You know, whether it's uh, a schedule that you keep for prayer and for reading the Bible, whether it's, um, you know, church, fellowship, uh, reading the Song of Moses (laughs) out loud, you know. Um, Whatever it is, do the things that you need to do so that you can stay aligned with God. That's Um, good. Because we just live in—I so, mean, even the poorest people in the United States are rich by world standards.
0: Oh, listen! Oh my goodness, do we have to be put yeah. in a situation? Yeah.
1: Well, and we all—even—even—even even, even in our efforts to keep the line and and stay on the straight path, you know, even us, we have blind spots that we need right. to—you know—to to ask true. God, hey, God, is there any way in me? Just like David says in the Psalms, is there right. any way in me?
0: That's right, you know. Are um, we doing what, what he's asking of us? You know, amen. my only two things is the song of Moses is relevant for today and gives good instructions. Yes, good instructions. The song of Moses is relevant for today and gives good instructions. Amen. And then second of all, you know, um, we can wake up every day and do our own thing. We can have our own goals, our own sure. desires. That's they right. It can be very, very selfish and self-centered. That's right. Desire God's purpose for your life. Amen. Because it involves other people. That's right. You know, just like by doing the mikvahs, you know, if we don't do the mikvahs, the the Lord can't come back. He's just going to go and restore everything. So they did mikvahs in the beginning. They should be restored back. So this restoration of all things so the Messiah can come is so important. If we don't extend a hand and have this reconciliation with Jews and Gentiles, the Messiah can't come. Right. He just can't. So Mm -hmm. we got to do our part.
1: You know, you're right. Uh, the purpose that God has for our lives will always be bigger and more impactful than the purpose we could come up with ourselves.
0: Amen. That's good. Why don't you pray us out? Father, mm-hmm. thank you for the, uh, the days of all. Tomorrow night is Yom Kippur, Father, corporate forgiveness. And we just want to uh, begin to reflect and think about our life and what's going on and what we want to accomplish here at Beit I call forth the, uh, the people, Father, from the north, the south, the east, and the west to assemble tomorrow night for for Yom Kippur, as we Hallelujah. come together for corporate forgiveness and fast, we do it to honor you, Father. For we have sinned against you as a congregation, as a community, and we've fallen short. And we're gonna uh, we're gonna take uh, the responsibility for that. And and we thank you for our prayers that will carry us to the next year, and give us good things and good standing with you. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing. Thank you for allowing us to share this great message of your Torah, and we look forward, of course to what you're going to do in the future. We ask this in the name of Yeshua of Nazareth. Amen. Amen. Amen.
1: Amen. Man. I'll tell you, if you're, gonna, if you're going to give ear to anything, give ear to ha ha See what I did there? Yeah, you did. Ha-Azina. <laughs> right. Bless you guys. Have a great week.